The following podcast will not contain that much explicit language, but it will contain clips of extremely mediocre late 90s R&B by Jessica Simpson. So listener discretion is advised. And if we're being honest, like, I'm probably going to say the word fuck a few times. Fair enough. Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Explorer. I'm Katie Natopoulos. I'm Ryan Broderick. Hi Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really curious about what you've brought for me today because you've been talking about this crazy internet tale that you need to tell me all about and I'm waiting. I've heard this is going to be pretty good. I've heard you got quite a yarn to spin this week. I got a yarn. I got a little yarn. I'm like a little kitten with my ball of yarn, (laughs) batting it around. Ryan, let me ask you something. Okay. You like music, right? I mean, I, I typically only listen to bands that played Warp Tour from the year 2003 to 2010, but occasionally <laughs> I will break that to listen to some good old mid-2000s pop music. Why do you ask, Katie? Here's a little tune that I think that you're going to love. It's by an artist uh, named Lucia Cole. She's a new artist, up and coming, uh, and I think, I think you're going to like the sounds of this. Yeah, it's kind of got that 90s throwback sound. It sounds like me gelling up my hair for a school dance. So that's a song called Faith in Me. And um, let me play you another little little song, which is an artist that you might know as Jessica Simpson. Her 1999 song, Your Faith in Me. Do you see what I'm getting at here? I'm no musicologist. I'm no, <laughs> I'm no Pharrell here, but it sounds, uh, sounds pretty similar to me. Yeah. So as you can tell, the new artist, Lucia Cole, her song Faith in Me is actually exactly the song Your Faith in Me by Jessica Simpson from a 1999 album. And this new artist, Lucia Cole, went ahead and took an entire Jessica Simpson album from 1999 and uploaded it to iTunes. It was on Tidal. It was on Spotify, YouTube. Wow. And no one noticed. I mean, I get why no one noticed on Tidal, but for everything else that people use, that's pretty (laughs) impressive. So I have about a thousand questions for you. First off, uh, if I'm understanding you correctly, Lucia Cole is some sort of musical catfish? Yes. Like the ones that you'd put like above your mantle place. Yeah, like the Billy the Bass. Okay. So it turns out that not only were her songs not really her songs. Right. And that she was somehow able to sneak this by the good folks at iTunes. But also it was determined that her entire persona, this person, Lucia Cole, didn't exist. One of the problems was that it turned out that her photos were actually photos from a woman named Reese. Oh, shit. Um, who, is, who is a model. Oh, nice. And the reason that she was uncovered and that this whole ruse sort of came crumbling down was that she ran into one of the uh, most rigorous and crack-minded teams of internet sleuths out there. Not, not us journalists at, at a fuddy-duddy place like BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. No. She flew too close to the sun, and she messed 
with the Ariana Grande fans. You could say she got licked by the Arianators. They call themselves the Arianators. <laughs> because Lucia claimed on Twitter that she was going to collaborate with Ariana Grande, the Ariana Grande fans got excited and they started looking into her. And one of them in particular, Leah Luera, discovered the whole thing. And I talked to him, um, and here's what happened when he started digging into Lucia Cole. is Leo Loera. I'm 19 years old. I'm from Fresno, California. I'm a college student at Fresno Pacific University. Awesome. And so you are a big Ariana Grande fan. I am. <laughs> I love her a lot. <laughs> um, what is it about Ariana that you love so much? I think it's the fact that she's one of the few people in the music industry that can actually sing. You know, I feel like vocals kind of went away for a minute there in pop music and she's kind of bringing that back and I really enjoy her throwback 90 sound so so tell me how you first heard about Lucia Cole it all started when one day I had logged in on my Twitter and I had seen an update account post an update about Lucia Cole um, collaborating with the likes of Ariana Grande and Drake on her upcoming debut album and it was really interesting because you know, I've never heard the name before and I'm kind of a music head myself. So usually I know a lot about upcoming artists, indie or not. So then you start looking through her tweets and was it then that you noticed anything a little off? It wasn't really her tweets. The one thing that really threw me off was pretty much her bio of her Twitter and her Wikipedia page that I looked into after I seen her bio because her bio said that she was a platinum singer-songwriter when she was just barely coming out with a debut album and that just didn't really add up to me. And then I had went on her Wikipedia and there was just a lot of things in her page that just seemed like she wrote it herself, I guess you could say, because mm -hmm. there was a lot of like, critics have compared her EP to this and critics have said this about her vocals and critics have compared her to the likes of Mariah and Celine Dion. And it just didn't really make sense to me since she was an upcoming debut artist and no critics have reviewed her yet. So that really threw me off. And that's when I started feeling a little sketchy about her. So how did you start digging into her a little bit more, like digging into what was actually going on? Well, it all started when I had seen that she had an EP out called Innocence. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this girl isn't really fake, I guess you could say, or she's like legit. So mm -hmm. I pretty much just went on YouTube like anybody else would. And I looked up her name. And sure enough, a couple YouTube channels had come up. And both of them had a good majority of her music uploaded onto there. And I was listening through and, you know, she had a really good voice at first instinct when I first listened to her. And I was like, oh, she's really cool. I like her sound, like very 90s balladry, I guess you can say. And it was just really cool. And I was like, okay, I kind of like her, you know, she seems like a powerhouse vocalist. But as I was digging more into her songs, I started realizing hmm, she sounds a little bit like somebody else and it didn't really click on who that somebody was until I listened to one of her songs called Faith in Me. She sounded a lot like Jessica Simpson and that's when I started sharing her songs with other people on Twitter through direct messages and they were replying to me and responding and saying the same thing that they thought she sounded a lot like Jessica. 
Ah, so you recognized the songs. You were like, I recognize this sounds like a just like I I know Jessica Simpson's voice well enough. I I totally recognize. This. Yeah, maybe not like recognize the songs right away, but I definitely recognize the vocals of Jessica's. So then at some point you figure out that these actually are literally verbatim, completely the exact same song as Jessica Simpson. Yeah, I was just really curious and stuck on her. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to listen, I'm going to look up her lyrics for her song. So I did. And the minute I Googled some of her lyrics, like a lot of Jessica Simpson's songs came up. And it was, it was kind of, shocking i was like whoa this is different and i looked up every single one of her songs and they all ended up being jessica songs with altered titles like for example jessica's song heart of the innocence became heart by lucia cole she just pretty much dropped a couple words from the songs and titled them differently and claimed them as her own Sometimes I wake up because even her wikipedia page had her listed down as the lead writer for every single song that was on that ep She did edit other people's Wikipedia pages. She had um, explained herself to be a singer-songwriter, and a lot of um, her Wikipedia was just about her for a minute, writing a lot of songs for the likes of Mariah Carey and Kelly Clarkson. So at what point do you figure out that the photo is not real? Well, when I used to Google her name, there was a lot of pictures of her, but there were some that just weren't matching up. There was one girl that looked completely different from the girl that she was portraying on Twitter. Like, the girl that was on her EP cover was a lot different from the girl that was in her Twitter profile pic. And that's when I felt like something isn't adding up. And so I just kept digging in through the search findings on Google, and I had found a bunch of forums of just a lot of news about her and I clicked on every single one of those news articles about Lucia Cole and it was all posted by the same person in the forum and a lot of the people in the threads were commenting and saying well are you Lucia Cole you keep posting about her in this forum and the original poster never responded to those comments and there was one particular article that said Lucia Cole now that she's famous she's going under the knife a lot and they showed the before and after picture and someone in the comments had said that's not Lucia Cole in the after pic that's Reese Cromwell and that's when I said okay this is a little weird so I reverse image searched her photos and I had found that she was portraying herself to be Reese Cromwell and her Instagram name was Think Reese and that's when I was like okay this girl's fake you know there's no denying it she has Jessica's songs and she's trying to sell those as hers and now she's not even who she says she is in picture. So the next day, I just direct messaged a lot of the Ariana Grande fandom, and I sent them all the evidence, all the pictures, all the songs that matched up, and just pretty much said, we can't let this happen. This girl is doing a lot of things that are just pretty much wrong. You know, you're stealing other people's songs and trying to profit off of that, and you're make you're portraying a record label wrongly because it kind of makes them look like they're condoning this behavior and it just went viral on twitter from there are you a jessica simpson fan i'm not a jessica simpson fan but there are a couple of her songs that i do have and listen to sometimes i think she was pretty cool back in the day Much 
Leah, thank you so much for, for talking to us and keep up the crack work you're doing on the uh, you and the Arianators. So, Katie, I gotta say, uh, that's fucking crazy, and all of this is is absolutely wild. So, Ryan, I mean, you as a news reporter at BuzzFeed, you know that people are trying to people are trying to do hoaxes on reporters all the time. Oh yeah, it's like a it's like a sport for teenagers. So, Lucia Cole was able to get an interview as a new artist with the website Bossip, which is a really popular site for celebrity pop culture stuff, and. There was this whole article uh, where it says, exclusive, R&B singer Lucia Cole talks new album, Tyler Perry and Rough Childhood. And it go, it has a big picture of her, um, which is, you know, turns out to be this woman, Reese. Right. And it talks about how she had this rough um, upbringing and she's in talks to be in a Tyler Perry movie. So I talked to Janae Bolden, who's the managing editor of Bossup.com, to figure out how this actually happened, how she was able to trick them. Right. Hi, is this Janae? Hi. Thanks for talking with us. So for people who aren't familiar with Bossip, what in general does Bossip cover? It's pretty much the stuff that Black Twitter is talking about is what we've been covering even pre-Twitter. Okay. Bossip ran an interview back in April with Lucia talking about her as a new artist. Yeah, we did. She came to us and claimed that she had, you know, come from this difficult childhood. She had a new album coming out. She'd overcome all this childhood issues. I wouldn't say that there were no red flags. We did vet her thoroughly. We did mm-hmm. fact check and she stated that she had a like a previous contract or arrangement with Sony um, RCA. We did speak with them, and they didn't have any record of her. At that point, we had already interviewed her, and I was like, well, you know, she has a nice story. It is it is pull up by your bootstraps. It's a positive story. She has a new deal now. She said she had a new deal with Universal. We checked with Universal, and they didn't get back to us by press time. You guys know how that goes. You would never expect this to happen, right? That someone turned out to be completely Yeah, because if fake. you think about it, we do these all of the time. Like, how many times do you look at Bossip and you either see, like, a new Black Kids on the Block or you look at new music or new mixtape and it's always some new talent because the whole thing about it is you never know who's going to be the next big thing and you always want to give that opportunity to someone who's new and who's working really hard. And I would say her management was really persistent. Um, there was a guy, his name is David Russell, who reached out to us. And he, she, had, she definitely has like a really colorful backstory, which caught our attention more than the average just like, hey, listen to my mixtape. To be honest with you, it wasn't like a lot, a lot of thought went into it. We do a lot of content. We probably do, like every writer on staff probably does between seven and ten stories a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a ton of content, and the new artist category is really, really small. And she had music for sale. And you'd think that having music on iTunes, would there's some level of vetting that would go on that would mean that you couldn't just upload someone else's album. Right. 
I listen to the music briefly. I don't always spend a lot of time on on the music. Yeah, I couldn't name you a single Jessica Simpson song, and I've definitely heard Jessica Simpson. Yeah, songs. no, that's what I was thinking too. Even before, you know, when I agreed to talk to you, I was like, would I have even known a Jessica Simpson song? Do I know her voice? Someone who is like this this teenager on Tumblr. He wasn't the one who discovered it, but he sort of took all the pieces together and put them into one sort of quasi-coherent uh, blog post. And his his theory on it was that the only person who would try to pass off Jessica Simpson songs as their own would be Ashley Simpson. I think that that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's trying to do that? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it. I guess at this point, I should probably spoiler alert the end of this. We did not figure out who it is. We are, we did, the catfish was never solved. Katie, you really serialed the shit out of this. But, you know, I failed. I failed. Did Lucia Cole's accounts, like, react to this? Have they, have there been, has there been any, any activity on them? So they're shut down now. Um, the, the YouTube videos are still up, but some of them are uploaded not as her. They're uploaded as other people. For example, there is, she uploaded a, this is kind of devious, to be honest. She found someone who is singing a cover of a Jessica Simpson song, a teenager in her sort of Paul Ford American Room YouTube <laughs> blank bedroom yeah. singing a cover of a Jessica Simpson song. And... She re-uploaded the exact same video, but of somebody singing a cover of a Lucia Cole song. That's, I mean, that's really genius. Yeah. Here's where the story takes a sort of, like, sad and also confusing and weird twist. I was going to say, because this has been, like, a pretty cheery catfish story, and they typically don't end great. So eventually, Lucia deletes her accounts on Twitter and she posts, but before she does, she posts this long note. I take this all with a grain of salt because I'm not sure how true some of this backstory is. She says, eventually I made it to college. During this time, I was just on one account, just as a way, type of way to escape my reality for a little bit. I never intended on meeting anyone from the account. In September of 2003, Trey Songs randomly followed me, and I was shocked out of my mind. Now, people did notice that Trey Songs actually did follow her. We didn't really start speaking until November when he called me for my birthday. From that point on, we talked on the phone and texted every day. It was something that I had never known before. The feelings he would say genuinely made me feel loved and like he cared. This went on for a little over a year, and of course, he eventually broke it off after that time due to me being never being able to meet. I mean, he'd repeatedly tell me how he wanted to make love to me and whatnot, and I guess his patience ran out. When that happened, my whole world fell apart. He was literally the only person I had left in this world. I went into pure depression. I stopped attending classes and interacting with everyone. I didn't know how to go on. A few months later, I started with new accounts to try once again to start talking to Trey, and I've been trying nonstop because I don't know who else I can turn to. I apologize to anyone I hurt, Jessica, the record labels, the interviewers. I realize now this is no way to live, so I will be ending my life within a couple of hours. Whether you hate me or not, my intentions were never for all this to happen. Be blessed, XOXO. So there's like a couple things. One, I think we should definitely point out that like when people destruct, like destroy their online personas, a suicide style 
confessional is typical and doesn't always reflect an actual IRL, you know, want to self-harm. But if it does, it's very sad. But at the same time, it's a really strange story because it, it could be total, complete bullshit. But it, it also is so strange that it could literally be that this girl in college accidentally catfished Trey Songs, fell in love with Trey Songs, and then became obsessed with trying to get another catfish of Trey Songs. So I reached out to Trey Songs people. They did not respond to questions about whether or not he actually was catfished, uh, which, right. to be honest, I'm not totally shocked. I don't think that Trey Songs, if he was catfished, wants to talk about it. But I will say, I mean, this is difficult because this is someone who, you know, is probably a fragile individual, but I, I don't believe that this person is dead. I don't either. And part of the reason is that just when this was all coming out, a bunch of new Twitter accounts that were all dedicated Lucia Cole fan accounts popped up and started tweeting about her and how she had definitely committed suicide and, you know, how they miss her and they love her. And they started tweeting at anyone who had said negative things about her to defend her. And in this case, I believe that it was just the same person creating these new accounts. Well, when you're role playing and your story is over, your character has to figure you have to end it. Right. So it's like and this is very common in like all sorts of communities where people are uh, communicating through proxies. This idea of like a digital death or suicide. Um, Lonely girl. What was it? Lonely Lonely girl Girl 16. Yeah. Like that was like the original fake. I'm going to kill myself, but I never existed in the first place. What is weird is that I had the exact same relationship with Trey Songs in the late 2000s. Uh, He slipped into my DMs and like I fell in love with him. But no, no, seriously, though, this is an archetype that we've seen a lot. And. And what sucks, though, is that when it does happen, it makes people more skeptical when someone actually uses the Internet to say, like, I am fragile and I'm thinking about hurting myself because, like, it's so it's now like a trope. It's now like this thing that happens all the time. The idea of like a catfish has we, we all know what that is now. And, you know, the show's great and people seem to mainly be using it for these one-on-one interactions. Like, they want to find someone to talk with and have a relationship. But the idea of using a catfish to create a celebrity is kind of new ground. And you'd think that there's a lot more barriers that would stop you from getting away with that. But it turns out with a little bit of, you know, people's willingness to give others the benefit of the doubt, you're able to create this whole fake celebrity. Oh, wait, I, before, you, before we end today, I wanna, I've been dying. I've been dying to give a follow Friday to my favorite, my favorite thing that has happened maybe in the last century. And it's so important to me. I want to hear it. So during the, the whole Taylor Swift, Nicki Minaj Twitter battle, well, that's old news. What we need to talk about is what happened at the same time, which is that Meek Mill, Nicki Minaj's boyfriend. Fiance. Really? Anyways, he's not the important part of the story. He starts calling out Drake, claiming that Drake uses a ghostwriter to write his raps, mm-hmm. which Drake was really quiet about because Drake's a classy guy. But you know who wasn't quiet about it? Who? City Councilor of Toronto, Norm <laughs> Kelly, who is <laughs> at Norm. So at Norm, my new internet hero, Follow Friday, at Norm, he tweets, 
you're no longer welcome in Toronto, Meek Mill, adding oh Meek Mill's account, which is probably the rudest thing a Canadian has ever done. Wow. You're no wow. longer welcome here. Don't you think you can come by? I mean, maybe for a little bit, uh, if you want to stop by, but you, you, we're not going to be very happy when you do. And, <laughs> like, I mean, if you want to stay for the night, I guess I'm not going to throw you out on the street. But seriously, I'm not going to be very happy. I've, I lost the accent. Anyways, Norm Kelly is a huge Drake fan, and he tweets about Drake all the time. Like, last week, he just tweeted, When all is said and done, more is always said than done. Drake. Like, he just quotes Drake songs on Twitter like a teenage girl. It's amazing. But we're not done. The story's not done there. It gets so much better. So, Meek Mill tweets back at City Councilor of Toronto, Norm Kelly. Okay. And says, ah, white man, what gives you the audacity to tell me I can't come somewhere over me voicing my opinion? You sound like a thug, LOL. But wait, <laughs> Norm answers Meek Mill and says... Ah, American Meek Mill didn't say don't come, just puzzled why you diss a Canadian hero a week before coming to his city. Wow. It is the best Twitter fight of all time, Fall Friday, Norm <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> I, I have to agree with that. everyone for listening to the delightful weird not delightful it's not at all delightful thanks everyone for listening to the weird the deliciously mysterious delici- deliciously mysterious uh saga of Lisha call you can't follow her you can't listen to her but if you like 90s smooth soft rock r&b listen to some old jessica simpson i think the lesson that we all learned here is never mess with Ariana Grande fans. And also, I'm gonna go on the record and say, like, Ariana Grande, like, we might have our differences, but when it comes to donuts and not liking America, me and her are on exactly the same page. Okay. Thank you to Julia Furlan. Thank you, Eleanor Kagan. No thank you, Jenna Weiss-Berman. No thank you to you. That's how I feel about things. I'm just speaking my mind. I could save the world like I was super girl.